Come on in the room, our beautiful family. And I can't speak for anybody else, but I personally look forward to Thursdays and Sundays. What Me about too. you? I, I look forward to it every yeah. time we have service. It's it's an exciting time. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. This this word on tonight, I believe, is going to bless your life. And more than anything, I think it's going to educate us mm. um, because there is a pressure when it comes to making decisions. God, is this your will? Is this your will? Is this my will? Is this the enemy? Is this God? Is this the right way? Is this the wrong way? Is this me? Is this this my family? Is this my, you know, my circle? Is this my community? Are they all influencing or pressuring me? Because this is the series that we're in. Am I allowing all of these outside entities pressure me into making these decisions that can directly affect my destiny so yeah yeah we we, serious business we want to help you in the arena of your decision making amen so go ahead and take a screenshot tag us let us know where you are in the world Mm -hmm. and how this pressure series is blessing your life we have gotten so much love so many emails and dms Mm -hmm. about the last particular two series uh two messages from um, seven signs that God has better, and then also, why aren't you married? Yeah, so, y'all seeing me a whole lot because normally it's yeah. just uh, you know J Flow, you know oh, rocking, you know I'm, I'm trying to make a rap rocking your through the door through the dough. Anyway, so <laughs> no for you me. You guys dog. are used to seeing him, so no I've been me. I've been accompanying him a lot more lately. So yeah. I hope you guys aren't you know yeah. tired two, of me. Two are better than one. So uh, we're, we're going to do this thing, and um, I believe it is going to be spiritually nutritious. We are your spiritual nutritionist. So let's give you some soul food and some spiritual grub on tonight. First uh, Samuel chapter 16 is going to be our foundational text. First Samuel chapter 16, we're only going to read a few passages of scripture. Um, I've preached from this particular text before, but we're coming at it from a different angle. Mm-hmm. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 11, it says, And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all the young men here? Then he said, There remains yet the youngest, and there he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him. For we will not sit down till he comes here. Mm-hmm. So he sent him and brought him in. Now he was ruddy with bright eyes and good looking. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, mm-hmm. for this is the one. Yeah. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Mm-hmm. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. Please don't just breeze past that. Samuel arose and went to Ramah. How are you going to anoint me? How are you going to anoint me for the palace, but then just leave me in the pasture? Just leave me. (laughs) Did y'all catch that? Like anointed him and then left for Ramah. How, How are you going to anoint me for the palace, but then just leave me in the pasture right king saul is still alive right king saul is still alive but you have anointed me to be king while israel still has a king king. (laughs) can we go a little deeper for a second 
We have to understand the realms. We, we have a natural realm and a, and a spiritual realm, mm -hmm. okay? So in the natural realm, Saul had the crown. Mm -hmm. But in the spirit realm, David had the crown. Amen. David was going to be the king. So even in the natural realm, King Saul was still wearing the crown. In the spiritual realm, God has chosen David to be the king of Israel. Amen. It is the, the spiritual realm and the natural realm. Nothing happens in the natural realm that did not first happen in the spiritual realm. Right. Okay, this is why for the Christian, for the Christ follower, we have the advantage mm -hmm. because we are filled with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit knows information in the spirit realm. Mm. And this is why when we live by the spirit, the Holy Spirit will begin to tell us things like, hey, I, I need you to get ready. Right. I need you to get ready. We have a sneaky suspicion that there's somebody watching this message that the Holy Spirit has been telling you prepare, prepare, get ready. Get ready. Something is about to happen. Wow. Get your house in order. Start to change your thinking. Mm -hmm. Start to lose weight. Start to work on that, that debt plan. Start yes. to get free from debt. Right, Why? Right. Because I know something that has happened in the spirit, spirit realm, realm that is soon about to manifest itself in the natural realm. Wow, wow, wow. Get ready. Prepare, mm. prepare, prepare. Yeah. Anointed him in the pasture for the palace. It happened in the spiritual realm, God chose him, but in the natural realm, Saul still was wearing the crown. This is how we get the scripture in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4, before the foundations of the world, he chose us before the foundations of the world. Whenever we're reading the Bible and we see it say before the foundations, this is speaking before human events. Mm-hmm. Before human events, that's good. That's before good. mankind was ever established in the spirit realm, something has happened. Right. It just has not manifest in the natural realm. That's good. So this should be good right now for somebody who struggles with rejection or abandonment. Ephesians chapter one, verse four says he chose us before the foundations of the world. Right. So you were accepted before you ever got rejected. Amen. <laughs> yes. You were accepted. Before your mother ever heard a doctor say push, before they ever popped you on your backside to get you to cry, before she ever took the pregnancy test, God chose you. Amen. Thank I was Lord. accepted before I ever was rejected. That's David good. is anointed king over Israel while Israel still has a king. In other words, God is saying, David, you next. Hmm. <laughs> We don't even have time to bother that. Right, right. David, you got next. Mm -hmm. I wonder, is there anybody watching this message that the Holy Spirit has been telling you to prepare and to get ready? Why? Because you got next. Mm -hmm. See, this is critical. This is critical because David, at this particular moment, is in the pasture. So he has a pasture placement with a palace anointing. Mm -hmm. What do you do when the place you are doesn't match the oil you carry? What do you do when the place you are doesn't match the oil you carry? We want to help somebody tonight in the area of your decisions. Mm. Because, because your oil, your oil and understanding the oil that you have is the gift for your future self. That's good. That's good. You right. understand? Right. When you understand your oil, mm. it is a gift for your future self. Right. Because I know I'm heading that direction, right. I could not be distracted by certain things in this current situation. Mm -hmm. All right? Yeah. This is good. 
We want to help you in the area of your decision making because it is dangerous when you make decisions outside of the awareness of your calling. That's good. That's good. <sighs> it is yeah. dangerous when you make decisions outside of the awareness yeah. of your assignment. Yeah. This is why scripture tells us, seek ye first. Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Yeah. And all of his righteousness. And then yeah. what? All you these things will, be added, unto will be added unto you. All of them. What we're doing is we're seeking the things and not the king. Come on. We're seeking the things and not the king. And we cannot expect for God to bless what the devil sent. Yeah. Why are we coming out like this? I, I mean, you know. Got I, to. You got I, to. <laughs> I cannot take destiny steps with derailing people. That's it. That's it. There are three types of people and three types of choices that we can make. Propelling choices, treadmilling choices, mm. and derailing choices. Right, Ms. Right. Flowers, unpack that. If I was a note take, I'd write that down. Is this choice propel, treadmill, or derail? So we'll do one by one, okay? So, of course, when something is propelled, it gets pushed forward. Mm. And so those are the decisions that push us into our destiny, push yeah. us into our calling, push us into everything that God has for us. So yeah. when you make these type of decisions, they are for the long run and they're going to affect your long-term life. Yeah. And that's how people need to think. And I think the problem is people think no matter what the age, and we could say, oh, millennials or Generation Z or, you know, these young people, they just think about the right now. And maybe, maybe that is a typical thing, but mm -hmm. a lot of people think like that. They think for the now. Yeah. Right. They they uh, we, we're not supposed to worry about the future, but we are supposed to plan. And the word does talk about planning for the future. Right. Planning. You know, you have seed time and harvest. They have to do stuff, mm -hmm. you know, in order to plan for the next season. Yeah. So when you make propelling decisions, you're realizing like this decision right now is going to affect me in the long run. Yeah. So let me make it wise. Yeah. Let me let me choose wisely. Yeah. Let me not make this decision in haste. Let me not make this decision out of my emotions. Yeah. Let, let me not make this decision based on my own th thoughts or wants or desires. Let me make this decision based on the word of God, mm -hmm. based on wisdom, based on how this is going to affect me in the future. And yeah. those decisions that you make, they are going to push you forward. Talk. Now, the next one, propelling, then we have Treadmill. treadmilling. Mm. These are the decisions that are just going to keep you going in cycles. Yeah. And I'm not talking about <laughs> good cycles. I'm talking about unfruitful cycles. Yeah. Unnecessary cycles. Cycles that allow you to go nowhere. Yeah. You kind of just stay in the same place. Yeah. You keep doing the same thing. And I know there's that statement when you um, do something the same way over and over again results. and you expect different results. That's insanity. Mm -hmm. Like that's crazy. Yeah. And that's what those decisions are. Yeah. D, uh, those um, treadmilling relationships, I'm, excuse me, those treadmilling decisions are those decisions that you just keep going, keep going. You never grow. You never yeah. progress. You never do anything better. You never move past. You yeah. just kind of stay the same. You feel the same. You think the same. You're the same. Yeah, treadmill. Just like you're doing a lot, but you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. It's like you're working out hard. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you're working out hard, running, sweating. Right. right. <laughs> you're exerting a lot of energy, but it's treadmilling. You're right. not going you're anywhere. You're not going anywhere. And those decisions um, can lead you down a path that is very complacent, mm -hmm. um, you can get stuck in those places yeah. because they're not necessarily bad, but they're not necessarily good. Mm -hmm. And in essence, when something's not good for us, 
then it's bad for us. It's but hard. we don't really recognize it because it's not necessarily bad yeah. for us, right? I mean, I hope I'm making sense. Yeah. So those treadmilling decisions, you mm -hmm. have to be careful with those because those those are going to keep you in the same place. And everybody, you should want to grow. You yeah. should want to move forward. You should want to yeah. propel. Nobody should stay right where you are. Mm -hmm. Like if you look at your life and you say, I'm in the exact same place. Right. And that's not a good thing. Ooh. And I'm not talking about maybe your house or your location physically. Yeah. I'm talking about who you are as an individual. Yeah. Who you are in your emotions. Who yeah. you are in your thinking. Yeah. If you realize that I have the same bad attitude that Ooh. I had 10 years ago <laughs> that I do right now. I have the same bad habits. Come I have on. the same bad patterns. Come on. I have the same. I'm just the same. I don't, and, and you know what? I'm not changing. And some people are satisfied. Like, this is me. And accept me for me. And like, listen, don't, don't try to you know, change. Change me. If you're satisfied with that, yeah. that's dangerous. Yeah. We should always make decisions to be better, to propel yeah. our lives, to prepare our destinies into, into the next place so we can be better ultimately for God and yeah. for other people. Yeah. And when we make those decisions, we really just think about ourselves. Mm. They're really selfish decisions. When you're treadmilling and you're making these decisions over and over again and the, and the same results are happening, mm -hmm. you're really just thinking about yourself. Like, how are you changing to help other people? Yeah. How are you changing to advance the kingdom of God? Yeah. How are you changing to make this world better? You're yeah. just doing the exact same thing over and over again, treadmilling decisions. And that's not what God's people need to be doing. We should always be in a position where we are trying to propel somewhere. Yeah. Always. So we yeah. should always have that type of heart. God, don't keep me in the same place yeah. in this area. If I see I'm lacking in this area, Lord, propel me in this area. Yeah. Help me to help me to make those decisions. Guide my footsteps. Guide my prayers. Yeah. Guide my thoughts so I can think. I can think the thoughts, yeah. okay? And so I can make those decisions so I can move forward because yeah. I don't want to stay in the same place. Yeah. You should never be satisfied Yeah. right where you are. You should always want to grow and progress. And so then, of good. course, the last one are derailing relationships. And yeah. I mean... To me, that speaks for itself. When, when, you, when something is derailed, it Not goes off track. track. Mm -hmm. And a derailed train is massively destructive. Yeah. A derailed, I just watched a movie, an old movie that, that came out years ago, and it was about a, a big, huge train derailing, yeah. right? And the, the amount of destruction and damage that a derailed train um, produces, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's huge. And that is what we do to our lives. Yeah. When we keep making decisions that are destructive yeah. to our emotions, yeah. to our families, to our communities, to our lives, to our thinking, to our bodies. Yeah. When we keep making these decisions over and over that keep pushing us back, that mm. keep taking us away from, from the word, keep yeah. taking us away from church, keep taking us away from community, yeah. keep taking us away from healthy relationships. If you keep making these decisions that keep taking you away from a positive environment and positive things, yeah. it's really leading us down a path of destruction. So good. It'll eventually destroy us. Yeah. And we get into these patterns because maybe those derailing decisions make us feel good. Yeah. They make us feel comfortable. Yeah. They, it, it, it's the enemy's trap, right? These derailing, mm. like, you know this is bad for you, but yeah. it feels so good, right? And the word talks about, like, the passing pleasures of sin. Yeah. The passing, like... There are pleasures, right? And it feels real good right now. Like, man, this is so bad for me. Just think, think about like you 
you you dr- you dieting, but you eat that donut. Like, man, this donut <laughs> is so good right now. Mm. But man, it's so bad for you in the long run. But the yeah. enemy it ma- entices you and makes makes you feel like this is so good. You need this right now. Yeah. You need this. Your 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 taste buds, your body, it's craving it right now. It's so yeah. good. Just do it. Just eat yeah. it. Right? That pressure. Just eat it. And that's the, the enemy pressure is just do it. Just yeah. do it. Right? And that's the pressures that we get with all sorts of stuff. And the enemy and the world and 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 this world system pressures us, right? To keep yeah. making these derailing decisions that will bring us down a path of destruction. Yeah. Ultimately, it will leave us in ruin. Yeah. Ultimately, it will leave us empty. It will leave yeah. us void. It will leave us in, in shambles. Our emotions, our mind, our bodies, all of it. It will leave us in a bad place. Yeah. Those, and it, But like I said, it feels good for the moment. Yeah. It feels good right now. And it's yeah. deception. So we have to allow God, show me mm-hmm. those decisions that I have been making continuously. Mm-hmm. Not only that have uh, treadmilled me yeah. to keep me just on the same cycle, but derailed me to take me back, yeah. to push me down, yeah. to, to, to pull me away from you. Show me. Because I don't want to keep repeating these dangerous, mm. toxic cycles that are really destroying me from the inside out. Yeah. And sometimes we don't even see it. We don't even see it because mm. we've gotten so used to it. Yeah. We've gotten so used to have these bad patterns yeah. and these in these bad systems, these bad way of doing this. Or our family has continuously made horrible decisions, yeah. right? Sometimes it is a generational cycle of yeah. bad decisions, right? Mm. A generational cycle of treadmilling decisions. Yeah. Like you haven't seen positive decisions made wow. in your life. Like yeah. you haven't seen people that you love make good decisions for, for your life. So it's mm-hmm. like you can't even wrap your mind or fathom to begin. Like, where do I begin? Yeah. And where do I begin to make these good decisions for my life? Because yeah. all I've seen all my life is bad decisions. People yeah. making bad decisions, destroying their lives. I don't want that yeah. for me, but yeah. I really don't know what I need to do to make better decisions. Yeah. And that's what and that's where the God is available for. Yeah. That's why the word of God is available for to show you the way yeah. to make destiny decisions. So good. It is is this a propelling decision, a treadmilling decision? You working hard but you're not going anywhere. Mm. Or is this a derailing decision? Right. It knocks me off track. Yeah. See, listen, when you don't understand your oil, you will end up sleeping with stuff in the pasture. You will end up, what if we were to tell you, what if we were to tell you that your own preference could make you settle when you don't understand that you have anointing for the palace? That's good. Did you hear me? Your own preference. So you'll begin to say things like, man, I like it like this, or I wish I had a woman like this, or I wish I had an opportunity like that. You are basing that off what you're seeing in the pasture. Amen. Can I get somebody to drop in the room? I'm not staying here. I'm not staying here. I'm not here. staying here. When right. you don't understand that you have anointing for the palace, you'll be attracted to things in the pasture. Hmm, that's true. You'll be attracted to things in the pasture. That's listen, good. y'all. Listen. An eagle and a catfish <laughs> can fall in love, but where are they going to live? Where, where are they going to live? I don't know. Even in the shallow end, even in shallow waters, you will drown yeah. trying to have a conversation with them. Right. I wonder, is there anybody drowning for a catfish? 
Mm. <laughs> yeah, they profile pic. You've been okay. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Right. Yeah, an <laughs> eagle, an eagle and a catfish can fall in love, but but where are they going to live? We want you to propel. Amen. We want you to propel, and many times I begin to ask myself the question: What has taught you to accept less? Mm. My wife was eloquently speaking about how there has been a generational cycle of bad decisions. Mm. A lot of us are living in the aftermath yes. of a generation before us, their decisions. Amen. That's so true. So true. We are living. We have debt. Yes. We have bad mindsets right. and perspectives right. based on a generation oh, before us, the decision that they have made. That's good. Listen, That's good. anointing awareness is the resistance that keeps you from settling. Mm -hmm. I need to say that again, and I'm not just talking about relationships. Right. Anointing awareness is the resistance that keeps you from settling. That's good. And I just feel it for somebody. You're going to be glad you didn't settle. Mm. You are going to be glad you didn't settle because yeah. impatience, impatience will have you drooling over crumbs before God has sent what he has ordered for your life. That's good. Okay. That's good. David is, he's, he's in the pasture. He's in the pasture, but he has anointing for the palace. David, he's in the pasture, but he has anointing for the palace. Mm -hmm. Now look at this. He never begins to formulate anxiety for when is he going to get the crown. Hmm. God, this is so good, y'all. He's yeah. in the pasture, but he never has anxiety about when am I going to get the crown. Right. Because he recognized the importance of... Of the pasture. The pasture is training ground. Right. Right. Here is where I learned how to fight a lion. Exactly. Here is where I learned how to fight a bear. Right. And I wonder how a lot of us fell in love with practice. <laughs> this is practice. Yeah, that's good. This is just practice. Yeah. The bear was just practice for Goliath. That's good. The lion is just practice. In the pasture, you develop skills. Right. In the pasture, this is where God is training you. A lot of people, what you're calling trouble, God is calling that training. Right, right. He never questioned himself because he knew where he was going. Yeah. And we want to, on the night, mm. help you with your decisions. Because there is a pressure. Is this the right choice? Mm. Is this the wrong choice? Is this God's will? Is this my will? What, what, what choice would work out best for my future? Because choices, when I'm born, I look like my parents. But, but, but when I die, I look, I look like, like my, my choices. My choices. And every decision is pregnant with the potential to give birth to a season. And I want us to make choices that birth seasons of advancement right. versus seasons of recovery. Mm. God, would you help us on tonight? Would you help us to be able to understand that our destiny and our decisions must be married? Mm. They must have a happy marriage, God, yes, because God. if I live life making decisions that are conducive with the covenant of destiny. I risk God living my life incarcerated in the aftermath of my unwise choices. And we want to be people. We want to be kingdom ambassadors. We want to be citizens who make choices. We want to make choices that make you look good and that are in alliance with our destiny. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody who agrees with that prayer would you drop in the room. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Amen. This is going to be good, y'all. We feel, we feel the need as we continue this pressure series to speak around this thought from this subject, destiny decisions. Amen. Destiny decisions. Confession time. I don't even need to explain it. You already know how we do. Right. If you're new here, just keep watching other series. This right. is how we do. We make you speak the word over yourself. So can we get everybody to drop this confession in the room, all caps, God, God, help me to make choices. Help me to make choices that are in sync with my destiny. That are in sync with my destiny. I'm anointed for this. I'm anointed for this. One more again, not one more time, but one more again. Everybody in the room, God help me to make choices. God help me to make choices that are in sync with destiny. That are in sync with destiny. I'm anointed for this. I'm anointed for this. I am anointed for this miss flowers let's work you know um in reference to the scripture that david he was anointed in the pasture mm -hmm. but then stayed there yeah <laughs> and then you know sammy just saying he's just like all right i'm going back to ramah what jerry was saying about what happens in the pasture is so necessary mm. this is where your character is developed yeah you need to understand that and a, a lot of us may be in that point where like, I do see so much more from my life yeah. or I do want more. And I see that I have this gift or this calling mm -hmm. and I'm not there yet. Don't despise this season. Yeah. Allow God to, to build your character. Yes. It's so vitally, necessarily important because you don't want to rush into things because you don't want to ruin things. If, mm. if I'm if I if, if I'm making good. sense, yes. if you that. rush into things mm -hmm. too fast, you're trying to make things happen yeah. and not allow God to orchestrate things and yeah. direct your path. You can, in essence, destroy it yourself. Talk, now, I'm not girl. saying your destiny is like completely destroyed. Understand what I'm saying. Hmm. Allow the timing of God to happen. Yes. That's what I'm saying. And allow God to build those things in you that need to be built. Yeah. Take those things out of you that need to be taken out. Show yeah. you the things that you need to be shown. Yeah. Allow that to happen. Allow God to build your character. I can say honestly for me, in my personal life, where I was before in my early 20s mm -hmm. and how God was building me. Building my relationship with him, showing me more about worship, showing me more about himself, showing me more about my, my relationship with God and, and, and my bad habits and yeah. things that I needed to change. And all of that time was preparation for where I am right now. And then God is preparing me for something else. So understand that every season, don't despise the seasons that you're in. Yeah. We've talked about that before. Don't despise those times because yeah. there no season is wasted. Yeah, We say that too. Yeah. Allow God to build you in this season this season because it will prepare you for the next season. Yeah. And then allow God to build you in that season because it'll prepare you for the next season because yeah. we're forever pro uh, progressing. Because if we are in those propelling decision modes, mm -hmm. you don't want to make a decision in haste. Yes. I mean, the word of God says, be anxious for nothing. nothing. Yes. So if you see like, I see this, I see that I have this palace anointing. I see I have this gift of this calling. Yeah. Allow God to build your character. Yeah. Don't allow the pressure yeah. of even your own desires. Mm. Because sometimes we put pressure on ourselves. Yeah. We have outside things and outside sources pressuring us. But yeah. we also a lot of times pressure ourselves. We try to make things happen sometimes. Especially if you have that type of personality. You're yeah. a go-getter. I'm going to make this happen when I want to. Because then you're taking you're taking the, uh, the reins away from God. Mm. You can't. Listen. It, 
It's not going to happen unless God's ready for it to happen. You can try and make things happen 50,000 times. Yeah. And if, so it, it, if, if it's not the timing of God for it to happen, yeah. it'll either not happen or you keep trying it. And if it does happen, it's going to fail. Yeah. I'm just being honest yeah. with you because yeah. you want the timing of God. Yeah. You want it to be you want it to be the perfect timing of God. Mm. You don't want it you don't want to orchestrate anything. Yeah. You don't want to be in control of anything. He is the author and finisher of it, he is the author and finisher of our faith. Yeah. Okay, we are led by his ways. We are led yeah. by his word. We want to follow his instructions. Yeah. Allow God to build your character yeah. right where you are right now. Don't despise it. Ask God, what are you teaching me? Yeah. What are you showing me? Yeah. What do I need to learn? What do I need to do? Mm. How do I need to change? Yeah. That's a big decision and question that a lot of us don't like to address. Yeah. What do I need to change? <clears throat> yeah. Because people don't like to change. Change is difficult. Change yeah. is uncomfortable. Ch- change is it's it's not you know it's not you want to be the way you are. You don't want to yeah. change. You you think you're good. Yeah. Change is necessary. Change is vital for your future. Yeah. Change is necessary for your destiny. Hmm. So you need to ask God right now, God, what do I need to change? Yeah. Show me what I need to change cuz I don't want anything getting in the way of mm. me making the decisions that's going to propel me into my destiny. Yeah. So powerful. And, and I, w- I want to dive a little deeper. We have to unpack this because a lot of people confuse destiny with urges. Mm. Did you hear me? Right. We confuse destiny with urges. So we think because I have an urge to do something, this must be a part of my destiny. That's good. Urges comes from the word urgent. Mm-hmm. And anytime we are urgent, and if yeah. we want to break down what the word urge is, a urge is a haste persuasion to carry out a desire. That's good. That's an urge. When you have an urge, it is a haste. Mm. Move quick. Yeah. It is a haste persuasion. That's good. I urged her to go with me to dinner. I urged them to leave right. the building. Yeah. It is a haste persuasion to carry out one's desire. Mm. Now, destiny is the inward GPS that God has placed on the inside of us that reveals the reason of our birth. Mm. All right? Destiny, it is that internal GPS. A lot of us, when we look back just our childhood or even when we were teenagers, there was this navigational system on the inside of us that kept having us like a particular thing or be passionate about a particular thing. It is that inward GPS that God reveals on why we have been born. It is our purpose, our God-given task. Give you Bible. I showed this before, but repetition is the mother of learning. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 10. It says, I have seen the God-given task with which the sons of men are to be occupied. So your destiny is the occupation that God has given you while you're here in the earth that you should be occupied by. Now, in the spirit realm, success is different than the natural realm. Mm, So right now, I may look naturally like I'm failing. Right. But spiritually, I could be winning. Amen. Right, right. I could look naturally like I'm failing. But success in the spirit does not look like success in culture. Right, right. It is a God-given task on which I should be occupied. That is your 
destiny. That's good. All right? Yeah. And a lot of times, the reason we can't discover destiny is because we keep on making decisions from urges versus decisions on purpose. That's good. That's good. Did y'all hear me? Yeah. And an urge is, an, I think, another form of pressure. Like, when you yeah. urge somebody, that's pressuring you, somebody. Yes. Yeah, pushing somebody. Pushing. Yeah, it, it's, 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 it's hard for us to discover it because we keep on making decisions from being pressured. That's good. We keep on making decisions from being pushed. Yeah. We keep on making decisions from haste mm. versus decisions on purpose. That's good. And God speaks to us many different ways. He has a lot of signs and indicators to let us know this decision that you're about to make is not conducive for your destiny. Everybody watching us on tonight, you are pregnant. You are pregnant with the baby, and that baby's name is Destiny. Man. And God will give you indicators, flags, signs. I did a whole message about it last mm -hmm. week, seven signs that God has better. God will give you signs that this is not, this is not conducive for your destiny. This does not complement, this contradicts. He gives you signs. And one of the ways that he speaks to me is through dreams. Mm, yes, he does. I'll never forget. Before I met my wife, I was dating this girl and I thought she was my wife. I thought that she was. She truly wasn't. But I thought that she was young, immature, didn't have all the kingdom principles in order. But I thought this was my wife. Remember, it's dangerous when you make decisions, unaware of knowing your assignment. Right. So somehow during a relationship, I discovered why God created me. I recognize you're going to be a pastor. Mm. You're going to be a voice for your generation. And I had this dream, but I remember it like it was yesterday, y'all. I had this dream that I was late to take this test. And a girl was driving me to take the test. And as I get to the classroom, the professor hands me the paper and says... 85, that's the highest you can get. I said, why? And she said, because you were late. You knew that we had a test, and you came to the test late. The highest you can get is 85. And I studied all night in the dream. Now, I don't know if y'all ever had a dream like this. This dream was so real, I woke up angry. <laughs> <laughs> y'all ever had a dream like that? A dream is so real, you wake up mad. I'm just mm -hmm. mad. Just Good morning. What's good about it? I'm just upset <laughs> due to this dream. But it didn't leave me. And just like I'm sharing it with you, I never forgot it. And I was like, God, what, is, what does that mean? What does that mean? And I began to pray about it. Mm -hmm. And God revealed this to me. So powerful, y'all. Wow. He revealed this to me. The person that you're with, the highest you can make is an 85. God wasn't saying, don't marry her. But he was saying, the highest you're going to make is 85. So now you have a decision. Are you content with the B? Mm -hmm. Or will you trust me that I'll send you an A? An A or A plus? You like an A plus plus. Oh, okay. Plus I was checking. extra credit. I'm plus just, plus. And the brownie points. Plus plus. <laughs> now look, this is what happened. As I was still dating this girl, everything she did started to annoy me. I went to get her McDonald's one day. Now you know in college you broke. In college I didn't have a lot of money. I didn't. So I brought her McDonald's, sausage, egg, and cheese, McGriddle. And when I got in the car, the first thing she said was, you didn't get any jelly? I was thinking 85, 85. <laughs> I said, I'm going to pick you up at 2 o'clock. She didn't come out to 2.30, 85. Everything, <laughs> everything I started seeing through the 85. That's funny. That's true story. I know. But I got to a place where I had a crossroad of familiar or unknown. Wow. I had a crossroad of destiny or history. Yeah. I didn't know a few years later I was going to meet my wife. But God allowed me to be at a crossroad 
where, okay, are you going to choose the same? Or are you going to choose kingdom? Mm. A lot of us find comfort in same. Mm. Listen, th there's, this, there's this thing that I live by. I call it peers. Okay, I thought of it one day when I was fishing on a pier. I thought of peers because a lot of us are fishing for things. Okay, that's good. This is this is important because a lot of us make decisions. When it comes to your decisions, it is either influenced by others, influenced by your environment, mm. your beliefs, or the state of yourself. I can't change others. I can change my environment to a certain extent, but what affects me the most is my beliefs mm. and the state of myself. That's good. So peers is our acronym. I want you guys to see this chart, okay? Peers, peers. It is your physical self, your intellectual self, your emotional self, your recreational self, and your spiritual self. Good. Okay. Good. Your 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 physical self. This is the part of you that has temple care, mm -hmm. working out, running miles, exercise, whatever it is. That is your physical self yeah, okay yeah the other component of your whole self is your intellectual self this is the area of yourself that you flood with wisdom right in the form of books in right. the form of podcasts documentaries learning this, learning yeah this is you an area educate yourself exactly mm -hmm. this is an area that i'm trying to educate myself right then you have your emotional self this is the part where you can write down in a prayer journal. You can write down in a journal. You deal with the therapist, mm -hmm. with it, a counselor, a, a spouse, a healthy relationship, your a friend. Your feelings. Your feelings. Right. Yes. This is your emotional self. Right. Your emotional self. Right. Sometimes your emotional self, you need a nap. Right. A lot of us, you make the worst decisions that you could ever make when you're tired. Right, right, right. <laughs> this part of you is exhausted, right, all right? Right, Then you have your recreational self. This is you having fun. Right. I remember I was counseling a lady. She was doing all of this thing. She was praying. She was fasting. She was, she was serving her church. COVID popped off, and she was feeling some type of way. And I said, what do you do for fun? Well, I exactly. pray. I, I I love them. no fun. Fun. Sin right. doesn't sin doesn't have to always mean fun. Yeah. You can have fun, fun and, and still sin. be right. Right. Yeah. right. So I said, what do you do for fun? Yeah. The recreational part of yourself. Yeah. This is the part of you of entertainment. Right. Okay. Games. And this stuff can make you happy. Right? Exactly. This stuff can you do enjoy stuff like this. And I think there's a big misconception yeah. with with believers and and Christians and Christianity. There are things that we can do, so many things yeah. that we can do to truly enjoy our lives, have fun and be happy, yeah. and it's not sin. Right. I think what has to happen is you have to draw the line. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is something that is not pleasing to God. There this go. is sin. This is something that will will cause other people to stumble if yeah. I was to do this. Mm -hmm. This is something that in his word, he does not like. He speaks against. Yeah. If it's something to that nature, yes, that's sin. But if this yeah. is something that you're doing and it's not displeasing to God, mm -hmm. enjoy, your, enjoy yourself. Because God didn't yeah. put us here not to enjoy our lives. I mean, right. there are certain things things that we go through. We partake in Christ's sufferings. There's right. things that we go through in life um, to build our character, to build our life, for God to show us things. Yeah. But there's things that God wants us to have in our lives to, to yeah. bring us happiness and yeah. um, so that we can enjoy and have recreational fun. Yeah. So 
discover those things. Yeah, it's absolutely. healthy. It's necessary. Yeah. You should. Yeah. Definitely. The, the recreational part of yourself. Right. It could be fishing. For me, right. I like fishing. He does like fishing. I like just riding and taking photographies. Right. I like going to the gun range. Right. He does. I, I, I like basketball. Mm -hmm. So there's there's certain things that I have to understand. This is the recreational part of me. Yeah. Okay? And it's healthy. And it's healthy. Yes. Then you have the spiritual part of right. you. Right. Right. This is the word I made up. It is the love-a-thon with Jesus. Love-a-thon? It is the love-a-thon with Jesus. I like it. This is the part of me where I'm praying. I have devotion. Mm -hmm. I'm intimate with the Lord. Worship. Sermon binging. Worship. Obedience. Devotion. Bible study. Right. Serving in my church. Right. This is the spiritual part of me. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Now listen. The goal should be to have health and wholeness in all of your peers. Amen. Because your peers affect what type of fish you want to catch. Amen. Okay? Now listen. Wherever I have a deficit in one of these areas, yeah. it affects my decisions. That's good. Are you seeing this? Yes. If I have a deficit in the area of my recreation and somebody comes in my life that's all about recreation, yeah. I will end up thinking they're delivering me from something that is wrong with me, right. and then I could possibly enjoy this so much that that affects the area of my spiritual self. That's good. That affects the area of my physical self. That's good. So I have to have health in all of these peers right. before anybody arrives. Right. Before I say, yes, I'm going to commit to that commitment. Mm. Before I say, no, I have to evaluate I have to evaluate my peers, mm. my physical, my intellectual, my emotional, my recreational, and my spiritual self, because we all make decisions either from them being full so or from them being on fumes. Wow. Whatever area of your peers is on fumes is the area the enemy will use to try to make you seek out a decision mm. to medicate something that will cause us to be sedated by distractions. My goodness. This right here is powerful, y'all. Yeah. My peers, yeah. are you whole in these areas? And I think a lot of people make decisions from their emotional. Mm. I think I honestly think that from most people yeah. make decisions from the, from the emotional place, and that to me is the most dangerous, dangerous place yeah. because our emotions are up and down. Our emotions change yeah. with the times, with the seasons, we are uh, with the day. With the, with the hour, sometimes yeah. our emotions are changing. So we should never make decisions from an emotional place. We should yeah. always make it from a spiritual place. Absolutely. You the know? spiritual part of myself should be the self that constantly makes decisions. Amen. I don't go to the physical self. I, I don't go to the intellectual self. Right. Well, it just makes logical sense. Yeah. Just makes right. I right. don't go to the intellectual self. Right. I don't go to the emotional self. Like I feel that I should do this. I feel... Yes. I just feel like yeah. I don't go from the emotional self or yeah. the recreational self. Yeah. I just want to have fun. Yeah. I always go from the spiritual self. Amen. That part of the peers, okay? That's so good. What is destiny? It is your inward GPS that God reveals your purpose, mm. your God-given task. It is your life's target, yeah. your life's bullseye. This is why a lot of us have always experienced pain because we will always abuse what we don't understand. Mm, yep. And I need to be surrounded by people who have not normalized abuse. Yeah. This is just normal. No, I understand that wisdom is giving me a scholarship off of somebody else's expense. Wisdom is when I get a survival guide because somebody else can help me in the arena of my decisions. That's good. Okay? That's good. That's good. So why destiny? 
Why are we having this conversation? Why destiny? Right. Because number one, it brings fulfillment. Amen. It brings fulfillment. Absolutely. My wife and I can't even begin to articulate the amount of fulfillment we feel mm -hmm. in our peers, in our physical, intellectual, emotional, recreational, spiritual self, when we understand our destiny. That's good. Okay? It makes sense why certain things didn't work out yeah. when you discover right. destiny. destiny. Amen. That's so true. <laughs> makes sense. I wasn't the best at basketball. Right. I wasn't the best at basketball. I was all right. I wasn't the best at boxing. I was all right. Mm -hmm. But when it came to the opportunity to have a mic, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is the area that is tied to my destiny. So now yeah. what I do is I make decisions. I make decisions that are healthy and conducive for destiny. That's good. That's so good. So my intellectual self, I'm studying. I have gone to seminary so that my intellectual and my spiritual right. self can serve my destiny. Yeah, and they can line up. Exactly. Like they can they can complement each other. Yes, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. You want to consider each part of your whole self before you make decisions, but the main place you make decisions is from your spiritual self. Amen. Why destiny? Number two, it helps you decipher. It helps you decipher distractions from destiny steps. Number three, why destiny? Destiny is connected to your provisions. Mm. Give you Bible, Proverbs 18, verse 16. It says, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. Mm -hmm. God's systems, the God system for wealth always comes through inheritance. It comes through giftedness. It comes through serving. Yeah. It comes through giving yeah. or skilled work. When I understand my destiny, I'm not chasing dollars. Right. When I master whatever right. gift that God has given me, dollars will start to flow because right. I'm in destiny. Right. I don't right. do it for the money, exactly. but my gift makes room, room for, for me. So now that I'm using my gift, it has made financial room. Yes. It has made peace room. Yeah. You understand what I'm yes, saying? Absolutely. So I work my destiny because destiny is tied to my provisions. That's good. Okay? That's good. So how? How do I discover? I love sermons like this because I used to hate growing up in church and just hearing the problem that we have, but never understanding right. what is the solution. What's the solution? What is destiny? Why destiny? How to discover destiny? Number one, passion. Passion is married to purpose. Right. It will always reveal a problem that you are called to fix. Look at Jesus. The time I see when he was really, really passionate is when he walked in the synagogue and he saw them turning the house of God into a marketplace. Yeah. <laughs> he started flipping oh, over tables. No. We ain't doing this. No. Oh, no. Y'all ain't doing this up in here. <laughs> flipping tables no. and whipping stuff no. was passion. It it's not happening. Right. Not on my watch. Right, right, right. <laughs> not on my watch. Yeah. And so he said, listen, you have made my father's house a den of thieves. And it's supposed to be a house of prayer. Mm, mm, prayer is prayer is connection with the Father. Amen. Jesus' purpose was to teach us kingdom principles and to die for our sins and resurrect as a sacrificial lamb, the lion of the tribe of Judah. So now I don't have to go to a priest. I don't have to go to a pope. Amen. I have access to the yes, Father. Yes, thank you, Lord. So Jesus made sure that you are connected to the Father. Amen. Access has been granted. Passion, passion, passion. This is why, y'all ready for this? This is why the enemy constantly tries to send you pain. 
Because somebody's watching this message and like, man, I don't feel passion for nothing. Right. Lord. I don't know. I have no type of passion. It's possible for pain to numb your passion. And now due to that pain, due to that unhealed area, I'm not passionate about anything. Mm. So powerful, y'all. Number two, gifts and strengths. Mm -hmm. Your gifts and your strengths reveal to you areas in your life that could be attached to your destiny. Right. My wife has a gift to worship. I have a gift to speak. In the kingdom, I am a trumpet blower. In the kingdom, worship is laying down the red carpet. So if we get married, we're going to be great together mm -hmm. because our purposes mm -hmm. complement. Right. Not our personalities, not, not us just being compatible. It's mm -hmm. are we suitable first yeah. for each other's right. assignment. Yeah. Then after you understand if we're suitable, then we have to consider, okay, do I even like her? Right. Do we have can anything we, in common be besides Jesus? Right. Can we be friends? Right. Can we get along? Those are definitely factors. You, right. You want all that stuff right. in addition to, but you, you have to, people do it backwards. Right. You don't want to do it backwards. You want to Absolutely. start with destiny. You want to mm -hmm. start with our purposes aligning. And yeah. then after that, okay, can we get along? Yeah. Are we friends? Do we enjoy each other's company? Yeah. Outside of just church and Jesus. Yeah. Do we have other things in common? That's yeah. all important. And all of that will help you make yeah. how, you know, the destiny decisions for, for purpose partners as well. Yeah. And then um, third, you want to make sure I have a purpose circle. Are oh, you hanging good. around anybody else who's in purpose? It's dangerous when your whole clique right. don't nobody live on purpose. Yeah, nobody knows what Your whole doing. squad don't nobody live on destiny. <laughs> they just they just going through life, right? <laughs> Everybody just live on the turn up. <laughs> That's it. Ooh. They just they just live lit. Lord, help. What you lit from? Right, right. What you lit from? Right. Just live lit instead of living on Destiny. That's that recreational side. Like that's mm -hmm. all they want to do is have Turn recreational up. fun, you know, with no yeah. solid foundation mm -hmm. on what they're gonna do. Absolutely. A lot of people live their lives that way. Live their life on their whole poa, right? Pass out, right? Wake all up. of that. That type of lifestyle. Yeah. I need to have a circle. Yeah. That is in purpose. And last, I have to know the Creator. Come on. I have to know the Creator. That's it. What is destiny? Why destiny? How to discover destiny? We wanted to have a conversation with you on the night so that you could discover you have been anointed for the palace. Amen. You have a kingdom assignment, a God-given task. Yes. And the way the enemy is trafficking through life is he's trying to get us to live life unaware of your oil. Hmm. Because if I don't know I'm going to the palace, I'll end up formulating an attraction and a settling for the pasture. God did not cosmically create for you to be ordinary, average, or mundane. You will be the planet shaker in Jesus' name. God, would, would, you, would you just help us in this moment to be able to understand I need wholeness within. The greatest, the greatest win is you on the cross. But then after you have won on the cross, you have made us victorious in you. God, help me win within. Yes. Help me resist the pressure of looking like I'm winning out here, but I'm losing in here. I want to be a person of wisdom, a son of wisdom, a daughter of wisdom, so that I can make decisions that complement what you have cosmically created for me to do while I'm here in time so that I can hear the sweetest words that will ever fall upon my ears. Jesus. Well done, my good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.